0: Are we starting? Stop talking. Go. All
1: right, Grandpa. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Family Goals with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. What's
0: up, my man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm good. So I'm good. Uh, our audience of four, uh, we have we have some uh, like uh, you got some news over there. We got some advice or the- did anybody like it? Has anybody listened?
1: Man, we, we have had a ton of support. ton. All ton of support. People. And I wanted to thank everybody who subscribed. I want to thank everybody who left us a rating. We've had 162 ratings. Nice. Pretty good. Any negatives? I think so. Okay. I mean, we're we're mostly five stars. Okay, that's but positive. There's, there's always some haters. There's got to be you some know, haters. You probably have some haters.
0: Uh, well, I got several. I, I have
1: a few haters. <laughs> so, a bunch of haters in my life. So you know, no matter what I do, they're going to get in there and give it a, a thumbs, thumbs down. down yeah. You know, because that's maybe that's what they live. for. That's okay. And so lots of reviews. I did want to. I did want to share a few of the, just the reviews. Okay. And if I can figure out. How do you- yeah, this is why
0: Jolen, Jolen, what do you call Jeez. him?
2: Grandpa, Grandpa hair.
1: It's Gramps. I was just playing our, our podcast.
2: Are you, uh, Jolyn, are you? what are you doing with the facial hair? I was just letting it go, man. It's, it's pretty it's, gnarly. It's November now, isn't it? It's, what does that have to do with ugly facial hair? No shave. No Shave November? No shave. It's bad. Come on. You need to do something about the The, the upper lip is aggressive. Maybe I'll shave for the next one. Okay. That'd be a yeah. good
1: idea. All right. So I, f- I found it. I was
2: <laughs> he, he didn't hear a word we I just said. With me and Joe, no,
1: no, I heard about the facial hair. And you when he's on his out.
2: phone, he everything's blocked out. <laughs> like, yeah. You try and talk to him for like five seconds? It's it's yeah. wasted words. Yes, wasted. Okay, but you learn
1: facial hair is not a strength of the house family. Let's just I mean that's I okay. used to have this incredible mullet back in the day, but that's a that's a lifest- uh, a lifetime ago. So Coach Scoggins says amazing Love the perspective from Pastor Jay and Davey. We all need to work together as brothers and sisters in Christ to raise our children up as he intended. Grateful y'all are sharing some wisdom. We got, let's see. That's awesome. Pretty good. That's really good. Now, this is from Summy. Summy. I'm assuming it's it's a female because it's so well written. S-U-M-M-Y? S-U-M-M-Y. Okay, Summy. He or she says... I enjoyed this podcast immensely. It's refreshing to hear personal stories of mistakes and failures from people you admire, very relatable, and often hilarious. Nice. Appreciate that. It's really good. A great reminder that we're not perfect, and we don't expect you to be. The advice is godly, doctrinally sound, and delivered in a way that doesn't feel condescending or preachy. Some Christian podcasts have me feeling heavy, but family goals left me feeling seen and inspired. Davey and Pastor Jay doing an excellent job simply being themselves. It feels authentic and honest. I usually speed up my con- podcast to 1.5 times, one and a half have times. Have you ever done that? I have done that. Yeah,
0: it makes it go by yeah. way faster.
1: But I didn't for family goals. I wanted to catch all the details, especially the stories. I do wish the episodes were a bit longer Okay, and love to hear marriage-centered conversations in the future. Their episodes stand out from other podcasts in the same genre. They have a unique vibe and conversational style that's enjoyable for the audience. Looking forward to future content.
0: That's outstanding. I'm glad God. you pulled all the good ones. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one. Uh, this one is written. <laughs> this one was written directly to me. This was written directly by Lindsay Pollock. She, uh, that's my wife.
1: She. Well, I know. I know her. She. Yeah.
0: Well, I was telling everybody else out oh, there. yeah. She, uh, she. looked at me at one point uh, and said, "During uh, we just played a football game, and she came up to me afterwards and she said." Um, are you living that podcast? <laughs> that was her exact quote to me. Are you living the podcast? Um, because my quote to Nicholas was complaining about being injured or being hurt, you know, being something, and I was just like, well, you know, I told everybody, I said, hey guys, we were down, we were down big, we we're down twenty-two to nothing against the team, and they were a really good team. They're an eighth-grade team. They were older than us, so it was a very difficult game. And I told the kids, I'm like, listen, if you don't believe we can win then go sit in the stands with your mothers. She didn't like that. <laughs> I was trying to just say, if you don't think we can win, don't play. But otherwise, do. I was like, we, we're we going to get the ball in the second half. We're going to go score, get a two-point, get an onside, score again. We did. It was 22-16 like that. But Lindsay did not prefer the way I... I did not raise my voice or anything, but she did not now like... Now, what
1: is she not like about that? What was, um, what was, how is that contradicting the podcast?
0: I, I think... Um, well, I mean, I, I'm sure that's not that's not great to say because she said, "Well, what is that?" It just makes it sounds like all the mothers are weak.
1: Oh, uh. and I was like,
0: <laughs> I, I understand that. That's not what I meant by it because you know most of our dads are coaches. We have like nine coaches, so most of the coaches are there. But either she's she's right. I mean, I mean, I, I got really frustrated at one point in one of our kids, and about threw my hat and I wanted to throw my hat and I got upset, and so she she was not wrong. But I I, I wanted to make sure I shared that too because. Like listen, I know what to do a lot of the times, but that doesn't mean in the moment I don't get super competitive and lose my crap. Um I mean, I wanted to I wanted to lose my stuff big time. We get right back in the game and we, we have a mental mistake that was just very elementary and I was I was ready to lose it, but I was just I walked off to myself and talked to myself and you know, just kinda of yelled at myself instead of yelling at somebody else. But this is this is all stuff Pastor Jay probably is a lot better further along than me, but I I'm still I'm still in the mix of I'm uber competitive, and yeah. those those moments don't always reflect the best um, the best me. I can tell you that.
1: No, I'm I'm right. I'm super competitive as well, and and it seems like the sports world, and even the kid the kids' sports really, really really brings it out. So it's yeah. nice that you have Lindsay to call you out and hold you accountable. I love it. I love that yeah. she'll she'll do that. And the fact that we are doing a podcast on family goals holds us at a higher standard. I think.
0: Yeah. Kind of like being a small group leader, kind of like being a pastor.
1: Yeah. So, I, I feel the need to give to state our disclaimers again. Okay, that we're not perfect. We're not perfect <laughs> parents. Uh, we're not perfect. Our kids aren't perfect. No, we are not parenting expert, Joe, and you're not perfect. No, that mustache. No. right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Second bet. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I, hey, he wonders why he doesn't have a lady. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> he had a little date last night. I oh, the
2: uh, was... the shout out yesterday in the in the service helped. Oh,
1: That's yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah, ah. yeah. Shout out in the service. Mm-hmm. He had a, That's my little Tinder plug.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had he had an older couple come up and want to set him up with their 33 year old granddaughter. What'd you think, dude? <laughs> <No>? <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I mean, I don't know the girl, but. She could be she could be an awesome girl. She could be. You never know. She's also 9 years older than me.
0: What does that do then?
2: Is that an immediate no?
1: Well, of course. What if well, it's
0: what if it's an awesome 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 girl that you missed out on because you according, thought According it is
1: a no because you were you know I'm not too much older than you than that and you were putting me in two yeah. age categories different mm, than you.
0: Well, You're in two different decades. That's a well, fact. You've been all the way through your 40s. I've never I haven't even started it and you're into your 50s already. That's
1: I'm Early, I'm just creeped into the fifties, and you're like
0: getting closer to the forties. Yeah, I, forty. I was stating the facts, but I'm just saying I wouldn't let a awesome, godly woman that's amazing just because she's nine years older than me. That's I wouldn't. True. I mean, I wouldn't let that slip away.
2: But mm. I'd at least give it a chance. I didn't say no. Okay, I like that. We'll, we'll I, I, that. I'm fine I'll with say you say just that. not saying no. I, I just, I was, I was very nice to them. Yeah, as my college,
1: so, as my college tennis coach used to say, it's mind over matter. Yeah, and that you know he he was like thirty five dating the, you know the. Miss JSU 23, he said, if she don't mind, it don't matter. <laughs> 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 that's not where I thought we were going, but that's
0: pretty, that's pretty we have, solid. We
1: have gotten derailed Yes, you already. have. I want, I want to talk today about the priority of Jesus in our families and how do we fight specifically as husbands and fathers, but then husband and wife as the mom and dad, to keep Jesus at the center of our family. And I talked about this in, in a message a couple of weeks ago, that we're living in Babylon, that we are living in an anti-Christian culture. You know, the, mid, the mid-1900s, the mid everything centered around the church. Like the church, in, in any city, you have your church in downtown. You, know, you got your yep. steeples, you might have a Baptist church, Methodist church, whatever. Everything revolved around the church. There were no activities on Sundays. Uh, restaurants were even closed on Sundays. There wasn't Sundays. travel ball on Sundays? Uh, I don't think they even had travel ball <laughs> back then. When I was growing up, of course, we've established it was a long time before you growing up. Correct. We, there were actually seasons. So, like, fall was football, yep. winter was basketball, yeah. spring was baseball. And then after all stars, you're done. You had the rest of the summer to, to fish and Hang out with your buddies and go on family vacations. And now, it's now it's different. just we'll we'll get into travel ball wow. for sure. Um, but there's so many things dragging families away. And I like uh, the way you
0: called everybody to the carpet too. You just a couple of weeks ago you said uh, whenever it was, I don't know. You said um, well, let's take attendance. Let's take attendance for your church. You know how many days of how many days a month are you going to church? How many days? You know, in the last two weeks, how many times have you gone to church? And I was sitting next to, you know, Nicholas in the service, and I was just like, hey, buddy, do we live that? Is that something that we put as a priority in our lives? And yes, sir. I mean, we go on Sundays, and we lead small group on Wednesdays, so we're there every Sunday and Wednesdays. But, um, I mean, I think that was a great, like, you that's a great way to start is by, are you in church? Are you making that a priority? And take attendance. Like, yeah. give yourself a little, write down a little note the last two months or three months or four months. How many times... You've been to church, you've taken your family to church, and you even talked about middle school kids not sleeping in and going to church too. I mean, all that, I thought that was really yeah, good. Yeah, and,
1: I, and the, reason, the reason I brought that up is because I talk to people and they think they go to church all the time. But if you truly look at your schedule, hey, were we in church last Sunday? Were we in church? You know, if oh, yeah. you go back, you know, at this point we've had 40, 44 Sundays. <laughs> How many of the 44 Sundays of 2021 was your family In church now. So what
0: you just said right there, by the way, is my biggest prayer right now in my life is that I stop lying to myself. I stop justifying to myself. Like I can convince myself of any way I need to go. And I, I justify it. Or I look at myself and I can, I can do X. I should do X. I should do Y. I can convince every bad decision I've ever made. I've convinced myself to do something right. Like that's a but we lie to ourselves the most about, oh, we can just do this. It's a little, it's a half truth. You know, it's a it's a little yeah. lie. It's not a big deal. Like that's one of my biggest things that I'm praying about is like I, that I say always what is truth. I don't lie. I don't lie to myself. I don't make stipulations. I don't justify what I'm doing. I am trying try to be more honest with myself. I try to tell God to take that away from me because it's we we do it a lot. Um I do it a lot. I know. I can find those places where I can live between just half truce, and mm. that's a, but that's a tough. That's a tough thing because I think we do lie to ourselves the most.
1: One of the, one of the things that I've always been impressed with you, and you've been you've been a part of our church for a long time. You're at uh, where, you're all over the place with college game day. You're you're all over the country, uh, and you leave out on Thursdays, but you're at church on Sunday morning. Like you could be out in Oregon. On a Saturday, but you make it a priority to be at church on Sunday morning. You lead a small group, a couple small group on Sunday night, and now you are leading the sixth grade boys. Your wife Lindsay's leading the sixth grade girls small group on Wednesday night. So, how how do you do it? I mean,
0: well, it's first of all, I mean, we you know we we do it as a family. You know, Lindsay Lindsay being able to do it is awesome. Um Lindsey serves almost every Sunday upstairs with the with the kids mm-hmm. but it's it's not really it's not something we ask or that's negotiable. I mean we just you know I came from LA a couple weeks ago or when it was from UCLA and got home late and you know it wasn't it wasn't a choice. We just woke up and we're going to church. It's not even a it's not a thought process anymore. We're we're going to do it every Wait, the Wednesday. The decision
1: has been made ahead of time. You're not making the decision on Sunday morning. If there's you, no you feel like it.
0: no, yeah. we we can, we can, If we give ourselves an out on Sunday morning, a lot of times we're going to get up. Man, it feels good to be lazy. Like, who doesn't like being lazy on the weekends when you when all y'all have worked so hard during the week? Um, but it's not. We don't. It's, it's not a debate. There's no questions with our family. We don't ask our kids. You know, 13 and 11 if they want to say like it's it's we're going to leave the house at 10:30, in which we don't very often. Um, Nobody's fault. <coughs> Nobody's fault at all. You better but we be
1: careful because apparently Lindsay's <laughs> listening. She's listening to the podcast. for sure. How do you
0: know it wasn't Leah? What do you, I mean, why did you put that on Lindsay? But, anyways, <laughs> um, but no, it's just something that we've, we've taught our kids what that that's important to us and it's not negotiable. And the Wednesday nights have been awesome. I mean, we've got a special thing going over here. Um, and I know everybody says that about their church, but you're talking about 140 plus kids every Wednesday that come from mm-hmm. middle school kids that come to our church. And my small group has, you know, 17 kids in it pretty regularly. And in the last, you know, four five six weeks, you know, 13 of them, 12 of them have been saved. I mean, it's just, it's it's an awesome right. it's,
1: group. It's, it's a revival. It's, it's, it's cool, man. It's a man. move of God. It's
0: super cool, but it's not negotiable. Yeah. I'm but, sure it's the same so way for why, you.
1: why is church such a priority for you and your family?
0: Well, I, I don't feel, there's nothing that makes me feel better in the week than when I listen to praise and worship music. I mean, I just, I, I'm almost in tears every week. Like mm. Brad does such a great job, but. Um I just love going in the first of the week the first of the priorities is the most important thing is going mm-hmm. to church. So we I love hearing the message, I love taking notes, I love worshiping. Um I love having my my kids in church so they can do the same thing. So it's just it's the best way to start my it's the best way for us to start our yeah.
1: week. Essentially a lot of people think Sunday's the last day of the week, but really Sunday's the first day of the week. It's, yeah. And we give God our first and our best. We give we give him our first day. Now so, so you're committed to coming to worship on Sundays. You and Lindsay also lead a couple small group on Sunday nights. Let's talk about that. Why is why is that a priority? Well, I tell you it? what, and and
0: I, and just full disclosure, being honest, that's the one area that us that probably suffers the most with sports and stuff like that because we do. My schedule is always rearranged with with sports because. I coach youth league football and I've coached several teams for several years and we don't play on Saturdays because I'm not here. So a lot of times we play on Sundays, Mm -hmm. but we never, we always make sure everybody has the opportunity to go to the church in the morning. But what we'll miss is we'll miss small groups sometimes at night because of of football and all of our organizations and having to be up there. So that is one thing that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and let you brag on me. And that's one thing that does suffer is our small group. Um, But I love I love getting our our families together. I love that our kids are running around all over the place, but they know. And every time we pray for the meal before, you know, before we go and the adults go in the basement, it's just like we're here to be better parents. We're here to be, you know, better sons of God. Like we're here, we're here to get better. That's why we're here. You know, and we tell our kids that all the time. My kids absolutely beg for small groups. Like when when's everybody coming over small group? When's everybody coming up? They love. Mm-hmm. They love that time with, with the other kids and to be able to run around and play. And then I think it's just, you know, we have a group we have a men's group on Wednesday morning that we meet at six AM. Um, you know, on Wednesdays, which has been awesome. We've been going through the book of Romans, which has been really, really cool. But Sundays is families and mm. we get to pick different topics and go through different things depending on different books or social media or parenting or whatever with our kids. So, you know, we've got We've got a lot going on with all that stuff, but all of it makes us – it just makes you better. It yeah. makes you better at every aspect of, of life, period.
1: Well, and even if your small group doesn't meet every week, you still have the fellowship with those other couples that are – you want to do life with people who share similar values and beliefs. And also you want your kids around their kids so that they're getting in fellowship and that they have healthy 100%. friendships and relationships. I'm sure that's
0: the most important thing for – you with your kids, with Joel and the company, was making sure they were surrounded yeah. by. How did you do that?
1: People ask me all the time, how did your kids turn out so, so well? And
0: uh, even that know, mustache over there?
1: Even, even must, <laughs> the mustache and all. And, <laughs> And Julia's turned out great, and Julia married a godly young man, and they're they're starting their lives together. The verdict's still out on Jesse because she's thirteen, so (laughs) she's got some time uh, to figure it out. She's got some time. We'll see with that one. We'll see how is she the most challenging? How that turns out?
0: Has she been the most challenging?
1: It's not that she's the most challenging, but we were so focused on the older two. She's not as disciplined. As the other two, and and they gave us a hard time. We joke about her being the grandchild. Is it because you were more disciplined
0: then? Like you were more like
1: yeah, we were a lot more disciplined with them than we have been with Jesse. But I think the difference people say, how how did they turn out so well, and how are they walking with God? And and it wasn't because we had these family devotions every night or you know all this type stuff, but they were always in church. They didn't miss a Sunday. They didn't miss a Wednesday night. They didn't miss a fall retreat. They've just always been around fellowship and friendship, and we wanted them to have fun at church, and we try to make church fun, and yeah. I know the Wednesday nights at, at the Oconee campuses, it's fun because if they're going to have fun, they're going to come, they want to be around their buddies, they want to have fun, they're going to they're learn the Bible, and uh, they, they love church. I don't know, Joe, you want to speak, to?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... Earlier, I was wanting to bring up in that same sermon that we were talking about, Travel Ball, you were talking about Longhorn. And it's like if you take your family out to Longhorn once a month, then it's like you're talking about only going to church once a month. And it's like you're basically raising your family in Longhorn. That's a great restaurant, <laughs> like You said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah it was, I, I thought it was a good analogy. You, you talked talk about Longhorns. Say if you're only going to church once a month and then you only bring your kid half the time, they're only going in church four times in the whole year. So I just think that's huge. Just being there, Sundays, Wednesdays, all of it. So I I, I tell you what, Lindsay and I had a
0: conversation the other night, and it was it was the coolest thing. Um, It was the coolest thing ever because, again, a lot of people have already been through this, but we're just kind of going through it now. You know, we i got a i got a son that's a teenager. Well, things are starting to change with him, like in his personality and his dynamic and and the way he talks and the deepness of his voice, you know, getting a little bit Mm -hmm. deeper. But it's it's amazing. We talked for at least 30, 45 minutes the moment I got home Saturday night, because Nicholas was next door and Leah was um with a friend's with at a friend's house. And she literally talked my ear off and we talked about like disciplining our kids, our our approach to how we wanted to do it. Like Leah responds no matter what Lindsay says, Leah's the queen. Or, or Lindsay's the queen. Like Lindsay can say, "Leah, you're the dumbest human being in the history of the world," and Leah's like going to smile and laugh. And when I get on Leah, it's a different, it's a totally different response. So Nicholas, like I have a have a different relationship with Nicholas, where I can kind of get after him a little bit and say stuff to him, and you know he still wants to always be around me. He wants to in the car. He she wants to ride with her. He wants to ride with me everywhere we go. You know, so there started to be a little bit of you know separation with our family and. Our, our conversation was, how are we going to handle it? Like, what are we going to do about it? And Lindsay told me, she was like, I need you to be her hero. Like, I need you to be her knight in shining armor. I'll do the discipline stuff. And she was like, it's not that you're not parenting. She was like, but... I need her relationship with you to be very, very strong that you can be like her buddy, her dude, her her person. Like, and listen, I'm not going to put up with stuff either, but we're talking about like main issues and Mm -hmm. hair and like when we're going somewhere, I can just let Lindsay do a lot of that stuff and it's never going to cause a problem. But on the other side, like that's where Nicholas, where I have to do more of that. Like I have to be more assertive, making sure he's doing that. Like, like Nicholas this morning got up. Little bit grumpier than normal, usually pretty in a pretty good mood. Like I I can just tell it means a whole lot to my wife to be appreciated. Like it means a lot to her. Like she wants she takes so much pride in being a good mom. So what, what did I do with Nicholas? I took Nicholas to to the barber shop this morning to get his hair cut and then took him to school. And I was like, buddy, I know you don't understand this, but your words with your mother matter. It's so important for her to be a good mom. Like so you need to find these opportunities when you can tell her thank you. I said, everything should come with a thank you. When you wake up in the morning, good morning, mom. Every chance you get a chance to cuddle, uh, to hug her and give her a big hug before you go to church. And so he's taking my phone and he's texting her back and forth. And I was like, just tell her you hope she has a great day. And I was like, one day you're going to get a phone. And if you get a phone, and if, which we're debating now, by the way, which would be a good topic to talk about at some point. Um, We have a dumb phone for him, which I think is really, really cool because it has no social media. We just bought it. We haven't given it to him yet. No social media. You can't send picture text messages. You can listen to music and take pictures. It has the GPS. But there is no social media or any of that stuff. It's literally a dumb phone. Um, Instead of being a love that it's awesome. I I
1: haven't even heard of that. It's really
0: cool. I I need to get the exact brand of it and Mm -hmm. show you like, cause I think I would recommend it for every parent. Like it's a really good way to not give them social media, not give them full reign Mm -hmm. to group text and send pictures and get themselves in some trouble. But I was just saying, I I say that to say like, this is a group effort when you're parenting and when you have those conversations, it makes you better. And I encourage everybody to have those conversations because she thinks see things I don't see. And I see things she might not see, but Together, we're trying to make our kids the best we can make them. And if you can nudge your son to be more respectful to your mama, to her mama, it's not that hard, right? And, you know, I just I had an opportunity to do that this morning with Nicholas. And I'm not saying I'm doing this thing perfect by any stretch, but if we can give them opportunities to love on, be a better person and love on their mamas and find ways to plug into that, I think it helps them too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned those, those relationships with your son are different than the relationships with your daughter. and your wife with your son and and vice versa because you know my relationship with my daughters I'm modeling for them how a a man should treat them and so when when they get old enough to date and of course now Julia's married hopefully I modeled for her and we had all the father-daughter dances and all the all that stuff together that hey this is how a man should treat you and this is the relationship and that and, and it's been a challenge for me that okay now she's got another man in her life you know and so kind of who
0: comes first I've
1: handed her off yeah and yeah. and uh, and then and the same with with JoLynn, with you know Lindsay and Nicholas you know that that's that relationship so um I want I want to get back to the priority of the family and do we want to get in travel ball in this episode sure or do we want to we got
0: time we go we can go forty minutes if we, we got want. a little
1: time yeah uh you mentioned this earlier but. When I was growing up, you know, you had the seasons, there was just all-stars, and then it was over, but now it's like baseball, travel baseball, it's year, it's year long, or it could be soccer, or it could be softball, you know, see, see people get in, in a softball, and I have seen travel sports pull so many people out of the church, and it's it's all good intentions because um, people are like, well, we're spending time with our family, and, and then, and then, but the I don't know you know Jolen maybe could speak a little bit of this because a lot of his friends ended up playing travel baseball uh Jolen played a little travel baseball, but I didn't let it conflict with church and so Jolen wasn't able to be on some of these teams because we made church a priority and uh but I've just seen so many families fall out of church they miss in church, and so then they're out of fellowship they're not in the word of God they're not in worship i have a i have
0: and, a I have a personal like really good family that we've been really good friends with for a long year. And I think it was the beginning of the end for their marriage. Mm. And they're, they're divorced now because of it, because it literally, it became the main priority. Church went away, small group went away, already had problems, just like all of us. And those problems begin to get magnified more and more and more because you drift further away from being with, a certain type of people that you're trying to surround yourself with. You're drifting away from where your kids, you want your kids to who they want to be surrounded with. And I think it absolutely was the driving force between like a big time separation between them that could never be repaired. So I, I get, I just, the thing I don't, the thing I don't understand about the travel ball stuff and the one sports, like I've had so many people be like, no, 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 you get behind. No, you don't. You don't get behind. Like, like, News flash, if he's good enough or she's good enough, they're good enough. And they're going to be good enough in the end. That All the travel ball year round, or all, are you going to get better, faster? Sure. But guess what? You're, also going, to, you're going to peak too at some point. Mm-hmm. And their ceiling's either going to be higher than the other person's or not. And here's one thing I can tell you. Athletes get better really, really quickly. And I can take somebody who's been playing a certain sport their whole life, and I can take somebody who's really, and they're not really athletic, and I can take somebody who's really athletic, I can teach them that sport really quickly newsflash like so i just i don't get i think playing all the sports are healthy i think having um not being in one thing all the time where your body only if if you want to talk about just athletically if that's how you speak and that's your language if you don't learn how to play other sports you just learn how to move your body for that one sport like basketball you learn how to move cut jump in the air lean into people like you're teaching your body a a different athletic skill that you don't teach your body in football because you don't leave your feet in football so that works really hand in hand, really, really hand in hand, nicely with making you a better athlete overall, which helps you in baseball. Which baseball, it's you versus a pitcher in a box. Great hand eye, have to have a thought process, right? Like all these things, they all go together. But people have the fear, the fear of missing out. And I'm not going to get my kid to be X. I'm not going to get my kid to be Y. And it's just not true. It, it doesn't. And if it, it doesn't matter anyways, like it really doesn't matter.
1: Well, p- dads especially are, are believing some lies. And you, you mentioned one of them, and, and it's like, well, we're going to get ahead. So, so the argument of, hey, we're going to play fall baseball while these other kids are playing football, we're going to get an extra season of baseball in. But guess what? When spring came around, and I've been there, done that with Jolen, the stud athletes that were, that were playing football – they're they come still, back in, and they're like, they're oh, wait. They're still the stud baseball players. Baseball, the baseball you know, level
0: picks up considerably from fall ball to the regular, when, the, when everybody else comes back.
1: Yeah, and the, and the, other, the other argument is, well, if we, if we don't play travel ball, we're not going to get this good competition, and my son's not going to be good enough to, to make the high school baseball team or the high school softball team. But to your point, if, if you're a good enough athlete, you are going to make the team <laughs> no matter how much. Practice you've had, or personal training you've had, or how much money you've spent on coaching. Um, The difference between
0: me being ultra successful at Georgia and all these other five star kids that came in with me, or four star kids, because I was none of that. You know, I was like a two and a half star, wasn't highly recruited. The difference between me being successful at Georgia and them was literally one thing, and it was I love the game of football that was it. My parents never put me in one. Uh, they never, I didn't have a personal trainer. I didn't go to all these camps all over the place. I loved the game. My parents didn't make me do anything. They just let me be a kid. I rode my bike all the time. I played all the time. Like I didn't have any of that stuff. And, but when I got to Georgia work was fun. Like a lot of my teammates, they were done. They had been grinded to a nub. They literally had been told what to do. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have a trainer you need to go meet with. You need to do this. They didn't want to play anymore. They didn't have this inside of them. that, that So they didn't want to go push themselves because they were tired of doing it. And like I try to tell people all the time, just keep the passion. Like Keep it fun. And, and listen, do I fail at this? Yes, because I do get super competitive. But for the most part, let's make it fun let's make it something that let's have Kona ice trucks come out to your football practice. We do that all the time. Lindsay does the ice cream Sunday bar for the kids. Like uh, we take them to the Georgia football indoor facility and we practiced up there, like whatever we can to try to make it fun. So the goal is for you to play next year Mm -hmm. and the next year. And listen, my kids are at a different age now at 13 is totally different than six. Like we had a kid on our team when I was six years old. This was the cool, this was the best thing God I think put in my life that made me realize something really special. I coached with a bunch of guys that all they cared about was winning, which I was probably one of them at that time. So let me put myself in that category. All they cared about was winning. You got a 10-play rule where you got to play everybody 10 plays. How do you get around it? And then we, I had this one kid, Parker, who was very overweight for a six-year-old kid, very overweight. So we're trying to figure out how to get him plays. That's all we cared about. started talking to Parker about diet nutrition, like why I do what I do. And we huddle them up, talk about Gatorade. Don't drink Gatorade, drink water, right? Like don't drink carbonation, you know, try to drink water. Don't, you know, don't drink calories. Parker comes back the next year, lost 20 pounds, is a totally different kid, like totally different kid, completely changed his mindset. So God showed me like, okay, slow down. And like, let's find a Parker next year. Like, let's find somebody this year you can do that for. You can pour into for and change long term. Not just he might not be great at football; that might not be his thing. And it's not about ten plays. But how do we get him better? And I, I take a lot of pride in as a coach. I don't want any kid to start here and end here. Like, if you're not if you're not that great, and I have a couple kids this year that they're not great, but they started here and they're they're here at least. Like, and they're still not dominating, but they're better. Like, we're having conversations. One of the kids on my team I'm having conversations with all the time. I go, what do you do at home? I was like, because you're not strong enough to get in your stance and you're 13 years old. Like, are you moving at all? I play video games. All the time? Yeah, all the time. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, how about we start doing some push-ups, sit-ups, like squats. Do this for me. Like, this is your homework assignment. Started doing it. He's better in his stance. He's getting better. So, you know, I mean, just – so, I think the love and the zeal and the, the passion that I had for football, was, it was more about that. And I think protecting that is more important than grinding, 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 all the time grinding to try to get to X. Like, why on earth would I be thinking about college football with my son right now? He's 13. We don't talk about that crap.
1: Why? So, so here, here's, the, here's the challenge or the question is, so you do have a, a kid who's passionate about sports. They love playing sports. How how do you balance between, okay, you're on this travel team because you're good enough to be on the team and you want to have good competition, but also you want to raise your kid in church? Yeah. And so, how do you, and I understand that rec ball has changed. I used it used to has. You know, it, it rec ball's and, been,
0: it's not great anymore. I know like, I, But, okay, when you're picking a travel team, some, like our travel to baseball team, we don't, we play two weeks out of the month, out of the uh, month. At the most, we're going to play two weeks out of the month. Like, we got onto a team that very much prioritizes time. They don't have to play every the coach has already been through it with his older kids and he's like, I've kind of learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Like he said he I mean, his name's Jeff Grayson. He's awesome. He's awesome, dude. He was like, with my older kid, he was like, We played as much as we could. And he's like, and then I realized when like I realized it didn't matter. And so he's done a really but there are teams like that you can find. And here's the thing if your kid's good. And you want to, if you want to play rec and you think in developmentism, okay, so put them in an older age group. So go play rec as an 11 year old and whatever your sport is, go play 12U, go play 13U. It's still not psychotic. You still don't have to travel all over the world, but now the competition is better. You know, I mean, it's not like it has to be travel ball. I have to do X, Y, and Z to, to really, really improve that. That's what, that's the point. I think you can find avenues. If kids love sports, that's great. I love that. They also have to have downtime. They also have to have the time away from it, and if you give it to them all the time, twenty four seven, and you're a year round kid of something, they only have so many pitches in them, so many hits in them, mm-hmm. so many shots in them. Where this isn't what I this is just a job now. Like there, there are anomalies. There are people that can grind like crazy, but most people aren't like that.
1: Yeah, and and I think the family you you have to fight to keep gener, uh, Jesus as the center of your family. And it's so easy to cave into what well, everybody else is doing this, but not comparing yourself to everybody else. Like, and I, I've been saying this in church, but as for me and my family, we'll we're gonna Lord. serve the Lord. Like we are going to be different than everybody else. And so you have to find that travel team that has the same values that you have. Like hey, we're not gonna be, you know, we might play every other week or we're not gonna miss Sundays, yep. or we're gonna practice is gonna end.
0: So what did that look like for you and your family? What did you sacrifice?
2: What did they sacrifice? What did you sacrifice for them? I mean, I could, I could speak into that a little bit as like the, the kid that wanted to play travel, thought he was good enough for travel. All my buddies played travel. And at the time, like I was upset that I didn't get to play travel ball. Like I did it for like that one season. And like, I missed a bunch of Sundays and like, we just didn't do it again. Like y'all weren't even able to be at the games and stuff. Cause the church and Looking back, it's like I'm so thankful that like I didn't play travel. Like I was upset at the time. I didn't understand, but like I understand now because I grew up in the church. Like I saw so many kids fall off and do the travel ball, and like that's what they live for. That was their third place, and it wasn't the church. So we talk about like home is the first place, works the second place. Like what's your third place? And I think it's like so important for it to be the church because like if it's not, then it's like what's raising your kid. Yep. And so. It's, travel yeah you, so how did you do that as a as a dad yeah how, so, how did you
0: how did you take away things like what were things that you had to take away and keep this like keep jesus focused number one what did you what did you have to fight
1: well i think that was that was the biggest thing is is joan didn't understand at the time why i wouldn't let him why i wouldn't let him play on a travel ball team because i knew it would take him away away from church and away from sundays and away from fellowship and so a lot of time in prayer, and we really struggled over it, and we tried to make it work one season. I remember the coach calling me and saying, hey, we want Joe on the team, and I was like, look, we can't miss Sundays. We can't miss Wednesdays. And the coach promised me, oh, we won't miss Sundays. We won't miss Wednesdays. And so I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Deal. But it, it didn't happen. You know, just, you know, in the GGBL, the Gwinnett Baseball League is one thing, but then you get into these weekend tournaments, and then it's like – Championships oh, so, are on Sundays. So yeah. Joe and – my goals for Jolin, and I've said this before on the podcast, is is what I want my kids to be like when they're forty years old, and the chances of of someone becoming a professional athlete, and I, and I, and, and I joke around about this all the time because we see these other professional athletes whose dad was a professional athlete. It's just it's in the genes, and I apologize to Jolin all the time. I'm like I'm sorry, I didn't have the. I'm sorry I didn't give you the jeans. I bet mom's
2: never apologized yeah.
1: for that. Actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. Well, it's funny is like growing up, like you look at your dad as like a superhero, and like I grew up and like he was so good at anything we did, just because like he's got great handout. Yeah, he's got ridiculous. And I used eye. to tell all my friends, yeah, my dad could have played in the NBA. He could have been like <laughs> a professional tennis player, but he, he decided to be a pastor. That's what I would tell him.
1: Well, I mean, that's a great story. You know.
0: Apparently he didn't raise, get raised in church too well because thou shalt not lie, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think, I, I, think, th- I
1: think it comes down to your priorities. And I think being realistic, like um, I, I could I could go right now to the the local baseball field and I, I could watch all these kids play and I could tell you wh- who, who the best athlete yeah. is. And, you know, one in a million is going to make it to the big leagues. And, of course, being in Atlanta, we have had, you know, Joel went with Robert Kimdichie. He was the number one draft in the nation. Austin Meadows was was from our high school. I mean, we've had professional athletes. So I think people think, well, my kid's going to be a professional athlete or my kid's going to make a a college, you know, be a college athlete and, you know, get their scholarship. But if you took all the money you spent on travel sports and all the money you spent on private instructions, private lessons, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars, and put that into a college fund, Mm. then you could send your – your kid to college. Probably
0: twice over, <laughs> especially nowadays.
1: So I understand, I don't, you know, I don't want to be super legalistic about don't play travel sports, but I think there's a balance between, hey, we can do what's best for our, our child, but also keeping church and in Jesus a priority, but not fooling ourselves. Oh yeah, Jesus is is the center of our life when he really isn't. And uh, we've—I've just seen it. I've lived it. I mean, I have no. two two kids now who are in their twenties, and I—we've been through the whole thing. And uh, so, anyway, yeah, I know I, it's, a, it's, it's a touchy subject. Well, I think
0: it's—I think it's more than just travel ball, too. Like, what are the other things that are taking your family away from, you know, reaching their reaching their potential or reaching what you want them to be, and and going the right the path you want them to go because. What I've noticed, and I think we got to wrap up here, but what I've noticed is I think parents just get exhausted. I think parents get worn out, and they just kind of get an attitude of, ah, it is what it is. Like you're kind of, okay, that's going to happen, kids being kids, when I think we can remove a lot of those obstacles and barriers by just coming alongside of them and spending a little bit more time on it. And like we don't have to hand our kids a phone man, that's your decision to hand your kids a phone. But when you hand your kids a phone and you give a 13, 14, 15-year-old kid carte blanche to, to do whatever they want in the social media world, good luck. Mm. Like, because here's the thing, you screwed it up too. Like, I can think back of all the things. We can teach them, we can try to porn to them, porn to them, pour, into them, pour into them. They're going to mess up. But if we give them all the tools to mess up, we're just making it easy for them. Like, now we're making it, now it's like, to what degree do you want them to be, to be, to be screwing up? Like, it's just, it's crazy. I just think that, I think we can find ways as a parent to minimize those risks, to talk them through things and tell them the why and spend more time on friend, friendship development and choosing the right teams. Like we're not, we are not going to do this because this team does this. Like our priority is X. And I think. I I think when you speak to kids that way and you take them through the process and you explain the why to them, I just think it goes a lot further than you think. And I think you'd be surprised by your kids' responses sometimes if you did more of that.
1: Yeah, I think not only explaining the why, like with the cell phones. I've I've heard, so if you give a, a, a teenage girl, a middle school girl, a cell phone with social media, I've heard it related to it's almost like putting a loaded gun in their pocket. And we would, obviously wouldn't give our child a loaded gun. So No,
0: but I, I don't think there's many girls. I mean, all the girls that are up at the middle school and like Leah's comment to me, and this will not hold true. I know she's an 11-year-old. She's a sixth grader. She said, Daddy, all my friends, most of my friends at school get in trouble for the same thing. And I said, what's that? She goes, it has to do with their cell phone. And she goes, I don't want a cell phone. She's sixth grade. That will wow. change. I'm a, but I, I'm a hundred percent sure that yeah. will change. But she's like, I don't want a phone. I don't want a phone because I, I already see that. Like that's, yeah. um, and the, you know, we're in the process right now for Nicholas. Like we got the dumb phone. It's ordered. It's on the counter at my house. We got the case. We haven't given it to him yet, but there is a, and I don't know if anybody's done this or not, but there's, there is a contract. First of all, the first thing we've already told him, it's not your phone. It's ours. So just we're going to put that out there. It's our phone. We get to take it anytime we want, but here are the rules. The phone goes in our room at night. We don't, you know, we don't do X, Y, and Z. Like the phone is for you to check in with us, but laying out extreme guide rules, the guidelines Mm -hmm. that he has to follow to keep and maintain his phone. And that's, they need structure. They need guidelines. They need those things to help them. Is it exhausting? Heck yeah. Is it going to be exhausting to go through his phone all the time? Yes. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Let's get some coffee in the morning and do some reading. Let's read some text messages. I mean.
1: (laughs) Well, you can, there's software that you can get all his text messages will come, can come to your computer. I don't know if you can get on the dumb
0: phone though. You can see
1: it all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the dumb phone. The dumb
0: phone's amazing. But
1: I'm loving the idea of the dumb phone. I think that's brilliant. And we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. I, th- I think the takeaway for this, for this episode of Family Goals is, is I want to encourage all the parents out there, whether you're a couple or a single parent, but fight to keep Jesus as the center of your family. And whatever distraction, it could be travel ball, it could be a phone, a lake, your job, whatever, whatever it is that's taken that away, fight to keep Jesus as the center of your family and the center of your kid's life. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Family Goals with Pastor Jay and Davey Pollack.